Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, it's it's Dave DeVito. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you're going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. from Pegasus Software, who were impressed with his programming skills with the Atari 800. But he's too young. So a few months go by, and ring-a-ding on his birthday, he picks up the phone, and Pegasus offers Tim Kaine a job at just 16 years old. Yeah, he was really into pencil and paper RPGs, but D&D was his first love. Ken, did you ever play D&D? I didn't. Pencil and paper RPGs either. I did spend math class sophomore year ignoring the teacher to make a Doctor Who Chose Your Own Adventure story on my T-83 calculator, though. (laughs) So, uh, uh, flash forward a few years, he gets his master's degree and gets hired by Interplay in 1991 as a contractor when they had just like 40 employees. By the time he left in 1998, they had over 600 people. I appreciate the little history lesson, considering I never played and know next to nothing about Fallout 1 and 2, but where the hell is this place, Dave? Let me check the map. 
Did you draw that on a napkin? Well, the guy who gave me directions to the place is a mega Fallout fan, but a little weird, I guess. Let's see. Should be over this way, past the stream. So how did the franchise start, anyway? By the time my family could afford a computer, we were moving away from isometric games. The only one I played top-down was uh, Total Annihilation. I started out with Fallout 3 and fell in love. Yeah, so early in 1994, he starts working on this engine in his spare time. There's like no budget, no team, no nothing. He didn't even have time to write reports to the higher-ups. It was just him. Because it was just him producing it with Interplay giving him carte blanche. He wasn't even allowed to talk to other staff during the day so as not to piss off the other producers there. Yeah, I'd heard he'd hang out in the conference room after work with boxes of pizza and lured in other developers in their spare time. He didn't use an existing engine. He built it himself. It's amazing how loosey-goosey the whole thing was for what this started. Yeah, it was almost canceled twice. It was a miracle it launched at all. Uh, completely influenced games like XCOM and Crusader, their Wasteland game, and even the Ultima series. I was watching a GDC Vault video interview with him from 2014, and he talked about how the staff loved weird steampunky film, City of Lost Children. Love that movie. I remember watching it in high school, and I'd never seen anything like it. It was steampunk before steampunk was steampunk. So it's just him, all by himself, stressed out, trying to breathe life into this thing, and finally came out with a prototype in 1994. On the original Fallout game disc, you can actually find it and play it as a cool little Easter egg. Hold up. Uh, fence. Trespassers will be prosecuted to the furthest extent of the law. <laughs> you sure this place is abandoned, Dave? Yeah, totally. No one comes out here anymore. You know, when you said you wanted to show us the real Appalachia, I didn't think we'd be traipsing around the woods all night. Nah, this will be fantastic. So what's the story with this place? Well, after the launch of Fallout 1, Interplay really brought in a lot of people to develop it in new directions, and suddenly it's a AAA game. Feels like he lost control of his creation, so walks away. Interplay later on wasn't doing so hot. Saddled with debt and facing bankruptcy, they sold their Fallout property to Bethesda Softworks in 2007. And so began a legal dispute between them and Bethesda for the next three years. During that time... Kane had a getaway retreat built over here, and it was rumored had stashed away all kinds of Fallout merch over time. Eventually, he stopped coming out, though, and the place was abandoned. Can you imagine if that stuff is still in there? I don't know. More likely, the place has been broken into and trashed by drunk teenagers. I don't think so. It's pretty remote. Woods are pretty thick back here, so you can't even see it via satellite. Hey, look up there. A clearing. Check that out. It looks like a mini red rocket sign. Oh, damn, it's all rusted. Oh, no. What happened? Place must have been burned to the ground. Not much left. Just a pile of burned out lumber. Looks pretty grown over. Probably happened quite a while ago. Hey, hey, look down there in the cellar hole. What is that? It looks like a sub-basement. Oh, I'm going to go check that out. Are you sure that's a good idea? The structure doesn't look very stable. Sure, what's the worst that could- Ow! Ow! Ow. You alright? Yeah, there's- Guys? 
You need to come down here right now. What is it? You need to see this for yourselves. It's a vault door. Like a proper fallout door. A scale model of Vault 13's door. Talk about commitment to a vision. Hey, look, the control panel is still blinking. This can't be a real vault, though, right? Can it? One way to find out. This is insane. He built an actual vault. Yeah, let's check it out. You guys see a light switch anywhere? Here's something. Okay, I'm gonna fangirl here for a moment. Look at all this stuff. Oh, look at this plasma pistol. Here are robes from the followers of the apocalypse. A full set of power armor. I I wonder if it'll fit one of us. Hey, there's some equipment over here. Looks like broadcasting equipment. Still looks good. Hey, look here. It's a full-scale Mr. Handy. What's it made out of? PVC? No, it's no metal. It's heavy. Looks like there's some loose wiring here. Let me see if... Rebooting. Rebooting. Core memory. Fatal error. Initializing core memory. Factory reset in progress. Please stand by. No way. It's a working Mr. Handy. How much do you think that thing cost? Cost? Knowing Sammy probably built it by hand. I never knew I wanted something so badly until it stands before me. I need one in my life. Factory reset complete. Good evening, masters. How may I assist you? Can... can you understand us? You are speaking English, aren't you? Uh, yes. And I'm speaking English? Yeah. Congratulations! We are clearly communicating, sir. He's kind of sassy. I love it. Did Tim just abandon you here? Tim? I don't know it, Tim. My internal chronometer indicates an error length of time between my last active state. Previous memory engrams were damaged. A factory reboot has reset me to the default. What do you do? What can you do? I generally float around this place talking to myself and periodically wave my metal arms around to make it look like I have a purpose. At last. Mr. Robots has a real freaking robot. Hey, I just had a wild idea. Uh Uh-huh, so did I. And me. What if we got that broadcasting and recording equipment going and come down here once a month or so? We three all have very separate areas of expertise when it comes to the game, lore, community, inspirations, gameplay, narrative, insight, etc. It would be a monthly show with maybe a bonus episode if there's a big update. We could talk about Fallout. We could bring some guests down here. Talk about builds, play styles. We catch up on the latest news at Bethesda, explore what's going on in the community. I know quite a few people. It'd be awesome to create a show that tells the story of the community itself. Role players, faction leaders, fellow podcasters. 
This is going to be amazing. So what should we call it? Uh, Fallout Monthly? Reclamation Day. Or uh, Country Roads. End them with a Fallout 76 podcast. Uh, I think that might lock us into 76 alone. It'd be great to represent all Fallout games. Well, really, this is about bringing everyone together and all aspects of the game together, uh, like a junction. Fallout Junction. That sounds like we'd have to break periodically for Conway Twitty to do some songs. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. No, it's more like a hub. Yes, like the hub from the original games. The Fallout Hub. That's it. That's perfect. We each have our own spokes. You three should just call it Fall In. That's how you got into this place. It's settled. Let's start cleaning this place up. Someone pass me a broom for me to awkwardly handle with these pincher hands. You're a legend. The Fallout Hub coming soon to Robots Radio. Love it. Broadcasting deep underground in an undisclosed location, the Fallout Hub is your source for community news, tips, gameplay, and discussion. Hosted by Mr. Robots of the Fallout Lorecast, Dave Chaffins of Vault Boys West Virginia, and Kenneth Vigue of Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Join us for our first episode, arriving Saturday, February the 8th at 8 a.m. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Hi, I'm Aaron. 
And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.